welcome to the 34th episode of In The Between. This is Danny. And this is Nadia. And today we're going to meander virtually mm. through Instagram for mm-hmm. 34 Instagram accounts to celebrate <laughs> our 34th episode. As you can see, we are just trying to keep things fun as everyone is doing during this lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty random, but well, life feels pretty random at the moment. Uh, so we're going to start with, you know, the we just thought to put together a list of accounts that we follow. Some of them we follow, we both follow, and some of them, you know, are just things that I followed for a long time or that Danny has followed for a long time. And we hope that this will give you more sources of inspiration on Instagram. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to start with um, an account I followed for a long time called Advanced Style. I'm pretty sure most of you already know about this one. Um, it shows how. Um, well, how do we say this? Elderly people. I don't. I don't know how to put it in a politically correct way. If there's such a thing, um, but basically, it's just to say that you know, it doesn't mean that style is reserved for the young. Um, and here, this is owned by Ari Seth Cohen, and he says this features the style, creativity, and stories of the senior set. Okay, so that's the way to put it. Senior set. <laughs> I remember he started with his blog and then I guess as Instagram became such a big visual medium, he moved over the Instagram to Instagram. And yeah, I've seen a lot of great photographs on that Instagram account. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then he had a documentary put out as well, right? Which was really yeah. rad. Yeah. So I know that you have something that you follow as well um, on Singapore Fashion with a senior set. Yeah, so on that vein, we have Elders with Style. And it's a really fun account of, um, started by um, Instagram handle Yang the Lick, who um, kind of records different... He calls it there in the bio pioneer generation. And pioneer generation is like that generation that kind of came to age when Singapore um, Singapore gained its independence. And mm. so he, this Instagram account has been documenting the fashion habits of Singapore senior citizens since 2017. And you can mm. see really wild things in there, like a lot of like really crazy printed uh, t-shirts, uh, color blocking, um, a lot of the style, like fanny packs and things that, you know, if they were put on, a, um, they wouldn't be out of place if you put it on like a 15-year-old, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, something that I follow, which is pretty similar, is called Chinatown Pretty. Mm-hmm. And it celebrates the street style of seniors living and grocery shopping in Chinatown. I believe this is in, well, this is in San Francisco, California. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And um, it's founded by um, two persons, um, Awelo and Valerie Lu. I hope I got those pronunciations right. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy reading, uh, looking through this because, you know, the styles are so fun. I mean, the one that really caught my eye recently is um, someone called Dorothy G.C. Kwok who turned an heirloom rice bag into a dress for a film premiere. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at that right now. It's yeah. so cute. I love it. So it's a Botan Cowrose rice, and she turned it into like an overall dress 
um, which is really cool. And, you know, I yeah. wouldn't, yeah, I would love to wear this myself. And it's such a bold choice with, you know, the um, the red underneath picking up the, the brand name Botan. And then she carries this wonderful fan accessory. And even the shoes are red. Yeah. You know, so it's such a bold style. And I love that she's not even looking at the camera. She's like looking to a distance. Really cool. Yeah. And there, there are some images where the thought behind the background color is also very, like, offsets the the style of the people featured as well. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I know that the Chinatown San Francisco was one of the biggest Chinatowns in, in the world. And has often been, must often be, like, literally, whenever you go to Chinatowns in different cities, it's quite interesting to see what is similar and what changes, what becomes localized. This is a great Instagram account. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if we go on to think about, like, you know, photos from yesteryears as well, um, one of my favourite accounts is called Mothers Before. Mm. So it collects photos of daughters and mothers before they became mothers. And yeah, and it's just wonderful because, you know, you get these like um, old photos that are obviously from, you know, personal collections and it seems very intimate. And there are these really nice tributes that the daughters write about their mother. So it usually talks about, you know, how, what the mother was doing in that photo. Sometimes it's with the dad as well. Um, And, you know, it really shows the strength of these women and how looking at the pictures um, of them in their younger days, you can see like the potential that laid within them and the lives they hadn't lived yet. And it's just yeah. so, yeah, it's just so mesmerizing to look at all the the wonderful things that they were wearing, which really shows, you know, the decade the picture was taken in as well. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of have- the things, a lot of the comments that people make about seeing old photos of their mother is that you know, it's almost like a person that they don't know and want to know more about. Mm. And a lot of times when they submit these photos, you know, like the, the daughters would say like, oh, you know, this is when she was my age now. Um, <laughs> so it's that kind of like trying to compare and trying to like relate yeah. um, to what their mothers were like when they were their age. And of course, yesterday was Mother's Day in Singapore and there were lots yes. of people who paid tributes to their moms as well. Mm. Um, by posting photos of themselves as kids um, with their moms or of their mothers before they had the kids. Mm. And it's just so wonderful, you know, how photos can really evoke memories and, you know, capture a moment in time that is lost forever in reality, but, you know, something um, nice to hold on to through the visual image. And, of course, there are also archives that we see um, on Instagram. And one of my favorite, and I know it's one of your favorites as well, is Myanmar Photo Archive. Yeah, it's so fabulous. It's so fabulous. And I think there was an exhibition before, and we ordered the book through our college library, but um, I mean, everything is closed now. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll have to wait, but we'll definitely be reviewing that book. We're so excited to see it. Um, But on the website... What's interesting is that it's a private collector who had like 20,000 of these artifacts and then created an archive. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the most recent one they put up is just fabulous. It's like a graduation photo. Mm -hmm. And you can see this woman, she has on her graduation cap, the gown, but she's definitely accessorized everything. You know, she has on like a double-strand necklace. Um, She even has this really beautiful kind of pearl brooch 
that's keeping the gown on her body. Yes. And, you know, you can see that she has done something to her hair. Like, she's made it into really, like, gorgeous ringlets. Yeah. Um, that cascade down to her shoulders. And, of course, she has this beautiful... Um, what do you call it? The beautiful eyelashes as well. <laughs> yeah, they look like yeah, like you know, they look like falsies. Yeah, so it's really wonderful. Mm. Um, the next else? one we yeah. wanted to speak about was documenting fashion. So that's um, fashion historian Rebecca Arnold's Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And what I love about her. The way that she posts the photos is that she would put a very evocative uh, description that sometimes um, kind of brings you to understand the image and also think about the woman in the image. Mm-hmm. And she uses a lot of words to describe the texture and the movement of the garments as well. Yeah, they're really wonderful. I mean, the captions really make the image. Um, and she posts so many photos as well, so it's really nice to see, you know, and um, some of them look really staged and just perfect, which is such a wonderful kind of break from um, the images we see today, mm-hmm. right? They look like, you know, the That's beautiful real shots, yeah. yeah. And then fashion interpretations is also um, wonderful. I know you follow that too. Yeah, that's a new one. It's a mm-hmm. research project that Rebecca is doing with Judith Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will have like a different person take over every week and they would post different things. So one that I really enjoyed recently was Olga Weinstein's uh, intervention where she was really going very deep into Little Lord Fauntleroy, which was a literary character and kind of um, inspired a lot of boys who wear children's wear in that during that era in the 1890s mm. yeah and it's just so well researched as well so it's really nice to read that you know because usually instagram scrolling is quite mindless but then mm-hmm. i enjoy that i have to kind of pause and read it and i feel educated after <laughs> each caption yeah mm. The next one is you. <laughs> oh, yes. So the, the other one that I really enjoy is, um, I don't know how I got to this rabbit hole, but um, I came across this doc, this one called Veterinas underscore and underscore Rukas, which is basically kind of, um, again, an independent archive of Chicana women. I, I guess now they refer to Mexican-Americans more as Latin eggs. Latin access but um, so this one is Memories of Southern California where there's a very big Mexican-American population and all these uh, photos are of like the 90s and are really really cool and it, again it's an example of like a very independent archive that only exists because somebody kind of put a lot of effort to kind of source all these images from people through social media. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and of course there are all these um, fashion institute accounts, you know, that have wonderful um, information to share as well, like the Kyoto Costume Institute. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love the Kyoto Costume Institute. Again, it has like really good captions and they do it both in Japanese and English, which is so good. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, and then the VNA, of course, unparalleled. Um, and you wrote that they just did a project with LCF pattern cutting students. Yeah, so this was really cool to see. They, I remember, I think they've been trying to work on this project for a while, but um, they did this, I think it was part of the Balenciaga, Cristobal Balenciaga exhibition that they were researching. And what they did is that they collaborated with the London College of Fashion students to kind of uh, look at the uh, a few of Balenciaga's garments and figure out the pattern drafting for it. So what they did after they figured out the pattern drafting was to create a little animation that kind of um, opens up uh, some of the dresses. And there's this specific one that they posted two days ago about this this dress that was described as air airborne. And you can see that there's like uh, how the how intricate the pattern is and actually how geometric and then when it folds in it creates all these very um, kind of airy drapes uh, along the back of the dress. Cool. Yeah. Well, for me also, I, I love to catch up on fashion news on Instagram. In fact, I think most of the news I get on fashion is like through social media and then after that I'm like oh my gosh I'm intrigued and then I go look it up um, further on the web so for us I think we <laughs> follow um, pretty much the same ones right like um, yeah. business of fashion so at BOF mm-hmm. um, or diet Prada at diet Prada um, and at NY Times Fashion so New York Times Fashion yeah. um, I must say that BOF has been really sobering to read of late you know with like all the businesses that they report being um in um in danger of you know declaring bankruptcy or like you know the um the fate of factory workers for instance who yeah yeah, you know who are basically being bullied out of their jobs out of their wages and yeah so it's been like quite i don't know how to say i mean usually instagram seems really fun and like you know relaxing but i must say the bof um posts have been very sobering yeah. Yeah. Actually, I haven't really seen any. Actually, for mm-hmm. New York Times Fashion, they recently right. did a story about um, the garment workers in Myanmar. I mean, we mm-hmm. just spoke about their Myanmar photo archive. Um, and they are protesting because brands like Zara and Mango are using the pandemic as an excuse to break down right. their labor movements. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's on BOF that I read also that they are thinking, I mean, someone was saying like, it would be great if they could cut out the middle people um, between companies and factories, so government manufacturing factories, uh, mm-hmm. like that could be just a database and they could be connected to each other straight away. Oh, that'd because, be great. Yeah, because apparently oftentimes it's the middle people who kind of like, you know, screw things up or make things not transparent. And um, I think factory workers bear the brunt of that. Yeah. So anyway, diet product I haven't seen. Actually, I haven't seen it pop out on my feet for a while. I wonder if it's oh. because I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Has probably it... you didn't click and like any of their photos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. But sometimes I. I mean, it's fun to read it. Sometimes I find their comparisons a little bit too strident for me. Like, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's a little bit like, like a, a tabloid, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, can you calm down, please? It's not that, <laughs> it's not that obvious, or it's like I don't really see the similarity here, or I think well, you know, everyone takes inspiration. Um, nothing is original, so then I'm also wondering about that sometimes. 
Um, yeah, so I think that's all for fashion news and maybe something more lighthearted um, to counteract that a little bit since this is supposed to be pretty fun. I follow two accounts that I find really enjoyable. One is called Katie Sterino. So the person, Katie, let me just pull this up. Um, so it's very interesting what she does. I'm not sure if she, yeah, she continues to do it. So what she does is she will supersize the look. That's the hashtag. And, you know, she will supersize the look of like a celebrity wearing, you know, like a particular dress and then she would wear it or she would wear like a color combination that a celebrity wears. And then mm. she will say like, okay, you know what? Um, you know, it looks pretty good too, you know, or it looks like this on like a plus size person. And mm-hmm. um, I really like it. And one of the things that I think really stood out for me was like a combination of um, blue or uh, not blue, red and pink that she wore like a long time ago. I think it was inspired by um, Miranda Kerr, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a gorgeous kind of look. Yeah, but I really enjoy her account because she takes inspiration from people whose body type is not exactly what she has. But then she's like, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's a great style and it looks just as good, though different, um, on herself. Yeah, so the hashtag is supersize the look. And then another one that's really fun with a similar kind of um, modus operandi is called From Suk Lik Lik. So this is a Thai account and it's really funny. Okay, so um, if you look at the latest one, I mean, I don't read Thai, but you know, the latest one, I think she was following someone who, who wore this like multi-tiered dress Um at the Cannes Film Festival. I'm, I'm not sure that it's obviously uh, probably from last year. And then what she does is she recreates the look, but with a twist. So instead of having like tool ruffles, she put in like lettuce, as in like the vegetable. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it. And then, <laughs> and then like the, the, the actress, I don't know who the actress is also. Um, because it doesn't say here in in English, but um, the actress is holding like a silver bag, but then she holds a pot, (laughs) you know? So it's really quite funny to look at it. And yeah, speaking of, um, I I just find actually Thai Instagram accounts to be like amazing. I mean, it's just so funny to look at what they do and it's always so creative. So another one that I've loved for a long time is called... um, Madayu, I hope I'm getting the name right, 99. And um, she's a fashion designer. And I think recently her looks have become much more professional looking. But in the past, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, she would make things from like garbage bags. Um, or, yeah, actually she hasn't done that kind of thing for a while. But she would use, yeah, like garbage bags or rattan baskets. And it would be these like really elaborate, kind of like gowns made from these materials and then she would like strike a pose and it looks really serious but then Mm -hmm. it's is not so it's sort of like wow it's so creative it's so humorous but then like you know it's just a fun thing to look at and it it just boggles the mind like how she came up with all this Mm -hmm. yeah i see here that she used a cat as a hat oh yeah (laughs) There's another one. I'm just scrolling down a lot to see that there was also one where she put on like a mesh netting and then she put in water bottles um, so that she's like wearing a mesh netting kind of water bottle hat. 
Mm-hmm. And then the the caption was "Help me, please." You know, <laughs> really funny. Yeah. And I, I think, think we have that, like. Mm. Yeah. I, sorry. I think another uh, category that we seem to like is embroidery. Yep. And Instagram seems to be a great um, medium to see all these different Instagram artists pushing um, the craft mediums like embroidery one of my favorite ones is michelle kingdom and mm-hmm. she does this really cool um almost ghostly girls in different different kind of situations like there's one um that one of my favorite ones is against a blue background and it looks like a prom dance and there's all these couples kind of holding each other and this was when covid was really just beginning and it was so antithesis to the whole social distancing that mm. we were talking about. Mm. And uh, well, speaking of, you know, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, another person I've been following for a long time is TT Hehe, and I have bought things from her before. So mm-hmm. she's, uh, em- she embroiders and she's from Singapore. And recently she did this um, beautiful embroidery on face masks. Mm, nice. Yeah, and you know, I really like how she incorporates like you know shiny bits into her embroidery, whether it's like earrings or you know she does portraits as well. That's a specialty, so mm-hmm. she does portraits of people. Um, but yeah, the the one she did recently was um on face masks, and it has flowers on it, and it's just so pretty and girly, and it's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and one other person I follow um religiously is Tessa Perlo, Tessa underscore Perlo. So she does this upcycling project where she uh, embroiders on secondhand clothing and they sell out like instantly. So she puts them on Instagram and then you get led to an Etsy page if you want to buy them, but then you can never buy them because someone snaps it up in like the first minute. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she does, you know, sometimes like, um, I think she's on Tigers before, I hope I'm right with this, and like flowers and, you know, the evil eye, or maybe it's not evil eye, is it? Is that another thing aside from evil eye? Maybe like a third eye? If I'm yeah. thinking about this wrongly. Um, <laughs> okay. And yeah, it's just really gorgeous. Um, and it's a really great way to upcycle secondhand clothing. Mm. Well, that's quite similar to the... Well, not in aesthetic, but the next account I was thinking of was um, Celia, Celia P. Pim. And she does... Um, visible darning and I mean she works a lot on knits but she creates this really beautiful textured uh, visible men's on knitted garments and it's a whole movement where instead of hiding mending um, like we used to to show that the garment is back to its perfect place people are doing visible mending where they purposely highlight where the hole or the mend is and mm. the the actually the first one that I've really seen who does that was Tom Holland. So that's um sorry, Tom of Holland. Um and he is he he does a lot of this now he's doing a lot of um quilting, the patchworking, but before he w- would also do a lot of this visible mending on knitted and cotton garments. Mm. Yeah. Well, aside from following embroiders, um, some fashion designers I follow, well, I definitely follow Norma Kamali. I just find, you know, the silhouettes that she has created uh, so timeless. 
And you know, it's also amazing mm-hmm. to see how involved she is in her own pers- in her own Instagram account. And I mean, she looks amazing for her age, you know. And I just feel like every time I go on her Instagram account, I'm just like looking for her secrets. And sometimes she shares like <laughs> what she's doing, what she's doing for exercise and things like that. And honestly, it's just amazing to see her talk to you through her Instagram account. So mm-hmm. I think that's me for fashion designers, yeah. I, I like Rachel Comey's uh, Instagram account. She is a New York-based designer. And I don't think that there you can really pin down her aesthetic very simply, but she makes really um, kind of almost simple, I would say simple clothes, very modern and with really interesting materials. And she her Instagram account recently has been posting a lot of um, art and photography that I love and um, for example recently she was featuring for Mother's Day she featured Shadi Gadilian who's this Iranian photo- photographer and also um, this group of African diaspora artists that she meet, she was uh, featuring a few days ago as well so I really go to her account for inspiration Mm. And another um, fashion designer that creates really cool images is Susan Fang, official, and she's a Shanghai uh, Chinese um, designer who, um, one of her f- recent projects was where they went uh, to the countryside and photographed her garments and accessories on the, um, for example, Xinjiang in Xinjiang. Um, and on the local people there and the images are really fun and very beautiful because of the the expanse of the land and also the 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 indigenous the local people who were featured in her um, campaign Um, another account I really love, it's Border and Fall, and this one, it's kind of like uh, celebrating what made in India is, and features a lot of historical and contemporary uh, fashion and textile designs, and have some fabulous like Mughal paintings, for example, and uh, historical images, as well as like what new younger designers are doing more conceptually. So I really like their account. And if we move over to Latin America, this collective that I love to follow is called Photo Femme United. And they are called Photos Femininas. And they feature a lot of Latin American uh, female photographers who have banded together to kind of like um, show what Latin American photography looks like right now. Mm. Yeah, for me, I think, you know, this just got me thinking about the fashion blogs I used to follow, you know, way before Instagram began and how um, fashion influencers have also had to pivot and kind of do new things. Um, So some of the people I followed for like a long time, like, you know, more than 10 years for sure, like Seat of Shoes, um, Rumi Neely, uh, 9 to 5 Chic, and... You know, I followed them because I thought, you know, they were so cool um, when they first began their blogs. I mean, this was way before, like, 
endorsements and whatnot, you know, or like um, the age of fashion influencers sitting in the front row of fashion shows. So they were just like fashion lovers. They would take pictures in front of their homes, in front of their garage. They would show, mm-hmm. you know, their vintage finds. They would like be so cool with how it mixed and matched their clothes. And I definitely followed them for inspiration. Um, you know, and then before, like, they were students just like I was, and then now, you know, they're married, they have kids, and it's just amazing. I mean, not all of them have kids and whatnot, but, yeah, so it's really nice also to have this, like, longevity with um, the people I have admired for a long time, and I continue to look to them for fashion inspiration. Mm. Um, and some of, one of my newer follows is um, Bettina Goldstein, that's with an underscore in between. And she does gorgeous manicures. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just like, I don't know how she does it, but every time she puts something on, I'm like, my gosh, that's such an original idea. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's really simple. It's really pat down, but it's just so beautiful. And I just think like, okay, I would love to do this style the next time I go to my manicurist. Um, yeah, so that's been really great. And she does now like a line of um, delicate gold jewelry to go along with her manicures, but they are too expensive for me. So <laughs> I would just and admire and like all the posts um well speaking of fashion talk- inspiration yeah. for me i've been looking at booby underscore b who is a dog and <laughs> i love the looks that booby is wearing like she wear like um color coordinated color blocking um things and with like a little purse and i don't know if they've been photoshopped or they really are tiny shoes for dogs that the owner has put on booby but i think they've been photoshopped and sometimes she can look really bougie and sometimes she looks very sporty and street food sometimes she looks like she could be like a hype beast um <laughs> dog and it's really fun and it really makes me laugh whenever i see a new post from booby b mm. and isn't that what instagram is for i think yeah <laughs> And of course, we don't just follow fashion um, fashion accounts, um, but I was thinking of um, talking about something I follow, which I find I like partly because of like, you know, something to do with the body. So I really enjoy ASMR um, through Instagram. So uh, I follow this person um, on the account called SassyTube, S-A-S-S-I-T-U-B. And I don't know if you know what ASMR is, um, but like basically mm-hmm. people are just eating. Basically. they're just eating and then it's something about the sounds they make while they're eating like different kinds of food like you know crunchy food or soft food or like jelly and whatnot i'm so hungry looking at this (laughs) yeah and like it's just to me i really enjoy looking at this person eat because she always wears lipstick in like a bold color (laughs) and then you know combined with like the food she eats which is they're always such a lustrous kind of color. It's so vivid. And something with that and the sounds of the eating is very soothing. Yeah. But it also feels mm. perverse. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. But I really enjoy it. Well, speaking mm. of food, there, there is this Instagram um, account I follow. Not really to get recipes, but her name is Laila Gohar. And I believe her sister is an artist as well. And she's done uh, installations in Dover Street Market um, before. So she kind of experiments a lot with the way food looks and its texture. And 
at the same time when she cooks she cooks a lot of beans and like really simple food um and her the way that she aestheticizes it is really I, I love it like she will put like this linens or like this um embroidered cotton backgrounds where you kind of almost are reminded of like the grandma the grandma's kitchen you know and the way that she um she makes cooking so simple and the way that she writes about it also it's it's very inspiring like because of her i made orichietti which is this um handmade pasta and it's in the shape of years years yeah <laughs> yeah I think actually there's like a running thread through all our Instagram account choices and that is like, you know, just looking at something that's uplifting, that's beautiful, um, that gives us like, you know, pause for thought. And one of the accounts that we both follow, which we're going to end with, is This Humid House. Yes. Which does like gorgeous, unexpected um, arrangements. I wouldn't even just say floral arrangements because they use things like seaweed and... Um, bitter god and you know all sorts of things from nature and I, and what I, I also like is that they also um, bring in um, images of like historical images for example there's a photograph of a of a pineapple that was given to the Kew, Kew Gardens in London from the Perak Museum and these images of like weddings that happen in like from Asia or Southeast Asia and how they do the floral arrangements it's it's really, really cool. There are a range of references. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, that is us meandering through 34 Instagram accounts we follow for mm-hmm. 34 episodes. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Maybe we shouldn't have done so many. And if you're still listening at this point, we hope that we have given you some accounts you have not heard of before to follow and to enjoy just as we have. So thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And we will be putting up images as we always do on Instagram at our account in the between. So um, if you haven't followed us yet, please do. Yes, we will stop there so that we don't go beyond 35. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye.